Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Cheeky Vibe, Peaceful Life. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky. And my name is Michelle Moss. And we are here with one of our cheeky girl bosses. We are so thrilled to have Marcy Horbus with us. Hi, Marcy. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's the sun is shining. It always makes the mornings, I feel like, um, a little bit brighter, at least for me anyways. Absolutely. Especially on oh, Monday. Yeah. You know, on Monday, this is, we're pre-recording, but this is Thanksgiving week. So we have a lot of things that us, us ladies have planning. And, um, and again, you, you said your, we talked a little bit before, you said your son was off of school. And so then that adds another layer to the day and how it cha- may change up things as a normal routine, right? Yeah, I feel like when it's always a like a holiday week coming up with kids in school, you're just like, okay, what's what's different this week? You know, what do I need to look at that that changes as far as schedules? And it's definitely what's happening this week for me personally. Well, and do you have a busy week too to plan because of Black Friday? Does that affect your start to the week? Um, a little bit. Um my partner Jen, she um is really good about planning ahead for those kinds of things. You know, she wants to market it, promote it. And um, so we've kind of already got a, a gist of what we're doing. So it's not really like a last minute thing. And I guess we really should talk about what the business is called. The business is The District in Green. And we have interviewed Jen Gee before. And she was um, one of our other cheeky girl bosses. And we thought we want to get Marcy's version and hear what your side of the partnership is like. But I have to tell you, um, I follow you guys on Instagram and Facebook and your latest marketing thing, the little dancing. I love it. It's fun. (laughs) And it's just like, let's be real. I mean, this is this is a boutique and it's it's fashion, but it's fun. And I love that. Thank you. Well, I, it, that part of it. Um, yes, it's new to Jen and I, sometimes we joke around with each other that we're too old to do these TikToks, but, um, it's, it was a goal of ours to be, um, more personable and in front of kind of the camera, but in front of the customers, um, more this year. Um, it's kind of been a goal for the last couple of years, but this year, definitely we wanted to make sure that we, you know, kind of, um, just was in front of everybody because, you know, the story of the, um, stores is personal, it's local. And, um, we feel like our customers would love to know a little bit about us. Um, so take us back to that. What were you, what was, who was Marcy before the district? Um, so Marcy, <laughs> I grew up in the Youngstown area, um, specifically Gerard. And I don't know if you are familiar with I that area, not. either of you. No. no. Um, <laughs> I always say that I am super proud of coming from that area. Um, it's the best people. Um, they're always caring down to earth will do anything for you. Um, and my high school experience was nothing but positive. Um, I loved high school. I was extremely active in high school, um, between, um, playing basketball, um, softball. I was in the band student council yearbook, even at like that age, I felt it was important to, um, 
be involved in lots of different areas. Yeah, I love that because you've touched on every social group at school. I mean, that's great. Yeah, Everyone right. Probably knew Marcy, right? And you, that's how, honestly, and it's, it's funny looking back because that's how I wanted it to be. Like I didn't, of course I had my close friends and, you know, I hate to say group, but you know, you do have your close crew, but um, it was very important to me that um, I had these avenues of different friends. Mm-hmm. friends in band, friends in sports. Um, it was very important to me. Um, and not to like, um, not include anybody. It just, I don't know. It, it's funny because that just kind of was, um, what I wanted my high school experience to be. I was extremely sad to leave high school. I wanted it to last forever. Um, and I'm thankful looking back that I did have such a positive high school experience because I know not everybody does. Mm-hmm. So um, did you, did you um, plan on going into fashion? I mean, is that when you were in high school doing all these different wonderful things, meeting all these different wonderful people, did you think, man, I just love style. I love fashion. Or was this something that you uh, blossomed into later on? Yes. Um, I was very much a tomboy. Um, not into fashion. Of course, I loved, you know, homecomings and proms. I mean, my mom and I I have so many fun memories of us, um, you know, dress shopping and getting every accessory we possibly could to match just so. Um, So I had that in me. And I did like doing that. But um, I wanted to be a teacher. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I went to college. got my bachelor's degree, um, to be a teacher. And that's, that was just before high school, grade school. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So that's what I pursued. Can I um, ask you something really quick, just because we're yeah. on the subject of grade school, high school and teaching before we go into your current life and career, was there a teacher that impacted you? Like, oh my gosh, this is my this is why I want to be a teacher. And she taught me or he taught me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I could honestly rattle off probably seven to 10 names. I, I got, I was able to have so many teachers that influenced me um, that were memorable um, along the whole way from my kindergarten teacher um, my fourth grade teacher. I mean, there were so many that just really just touched me. And but why, why did that, what, what was it about them that, that touched you? I think it was because their, their day-to-day in the classroom, I felt like they really, really cared about me. Um, They cared about what I was learning they cared about my happiness at school. Um, and I felt that. I felt that the entire, I mean, I'm, I guess there were maybe a couple of years where you just maybe didn't feel it as much or there wasn't as, as close of a connection. But I mean, my goodness, I had, I had, um, I was just a school kid, to be honest. I loved school. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I had so many. Now, is, I couldn't even name just one because I would feel bad for the other ones. I just had so many great ones. Well, what, is there somebody in your family that taught? I mean, are you a family of teachers? Is that another reason this was sort of part of your history? Yeah, my um, my grand, my great aunt on my dad's side was a teacher. Um, 
nobody on my mom's, well, I guess my dad taught, um, a little bit, um, you know, more like a trade school, um, mm-hmm. type setting, but yeah, there were a couple, mm-hmm. there were a couple. So then where did you go? You, did you actually teach or did you? Yes. So yes, I went to Wittenberg university for a semester. Then I transferred cause it just, uh, you know, I thought I wanted to be so far away. I just kind of wanted to spread my wings, but four hours proved to be a little bit too, too far for me. Um, so I transferred to Lake Erie college in men, like Painesville area. Um, and that's where I graduated, got a bachelor's and then, Right after I became a substitute teacher in Lake County, because I stayed up in that area. And after I would sub, I would sub and get a job almost every, every morning at like 6am, they call you or before, and then I would waitress at Applebee's. So Mm -hmm. I did that for probably, I think a year or so um, that I just worked two jobs. And that's what I did. Um, Can I ask how hard was it to be a substitute teacher? I just remember from my growing up, oh, we have a substitute teacher and chaos ensues, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. And I, my voice, I mean, Lord knows how it's going to sound through this, but, um, you know, I'm just, um, the older the age, the less effect I feel like I have when I am not disciplining, but kind of, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what, you know, keeping everything in place as the regular, as if the regular teacher were there. And, um, yeah, I don't, it was very hard to, it was challenging to go in, see lesson plans for the day, not know where anything in the building was, you know, anything in the, in the classroom was not know the kids. So, and of course, yeah, I know growing up, you know, you get a substitute teacher and it's like, a free for all, you know, (laughs) this is what we do. No, this isn't really what you do, (laughs) you know, but they're trying to get away with whatever they can, but, um, it was challenging for sure. And you did that for an entire year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God bless you for doing that. Cause that's a tough job too. Yeah. I felt like it really gave me some experience and to handle situations, um, that I wouldn't have obviously had without that. So I'm thankful for that. It, and waitressing was great. I'm a people person. Um, and, um, I felt like that, that I was able to kind of save some money and still get some experience in like, um, the field that I got a degree in, obviously. So how Um, long did you end up teaching? So I, after I was subbing, I got, um, an offer, um, at my hometown, Gerard, um, and I taught for 10 years and I was a kindergarten teacher for 10 years. Oh, see that voice and your persona mm-hmm. and your youngness worked well with those kindergartners. And know? that, yes. And that, and that inclusivity, all of that, that people please, you know, all of that was probably perfect. I could see you as, I, I wasn't sure what age, but that's perfect. <laughs> yes. I always tell Jen, my comfort zone is in front of 20 to 25, five and six year olds. all day. Um, that's, that's my go-to, um, many parts of that job were my dream job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved that job. Mm -hmm. I loved those kids. I still keep in contact with many, many, many of those parents, even the kids. Some of them have graduated high school, which makes me feel extremely old. Um, but, um, I, I just loved it. And to teach in my hometown, um, Wow. It was amazing. 
That's awesome. Full circle. So then you taught for 10 years. Where did you go from there? What happened at, at that 10 year mark? Um, I had, um, my son miles, um, and, um, Gerard at that time, um, was a school that you were actually allowed to take up to three years off. Um, and you would be able to come back to your position, same classroom, same position. Um, and so I took, um, a couple years, um, to, to be with him. Um, and then I tried going back and, um, it just ended up being a, a situation where I had to go because I, at the end of the day, you know, with, with everything that goes into thinking for the kids in your classroom, I didn't have any mental capacity for my own. Um, and, you know, you bring the kids home. I, I, I'm, I hate to even say it like, but a good teacher, like, you know, you're, you're driving home or you're at home and you're like, why isn't Joey listening at circle time? Like, what, what can I do to better that, you know, and then, you know, you get 20 of those, you know, thoughts in your head about um, all everybody else's kid. And then you come home to your own and you're just like, I can't, I don't have anything. And, you know, it just happened to be a situation where um, he needed me even more than um, a quote unquote, typical child. Um, Miles at age three was um, diagnosed with autism. Um, and I feel like, you know, especially with that, he needed me, you know, and you can't get that time back as a, as an educator. I know how important it is, especially with just on top of being a mom that, you know, you need to really get in as much as you can early. Um, so that's what I did. I left a job that I had two degrees in. I had gotten my master's um, before I had miles. And, um, you know, that was a difficult decision for sure. Wow. That was a life-changing decision. It was life-changing and I have zero regrets. Do you have other children then, or is miles your, your only child? Miles is now 11 and I have Bailey. She's four and a half. Okay. And did you ever go back to teaching or was that your, is this now your leap off point to somehow meeting Jen? Where, like, where, where are we at in this part of the story? Yeah. So, um, Jen and I met through our ex-husbands, um, over a decade ago. And, um, we had our sons two months apart to the day. Um, and we just clicked. Uh, you know, it was, it was just something that, um, we became friends fairly quickly, um, and, and became friends, um, the whole time that we were both married and, um, she, we had gotten together and lived close to each other. She lived in Louisville. I lived in Rootstown and got together a lot. We were, you know, close. And then when I left teaching, Um, it was at the very end of when I was leaving teaching that, you know, she came to me and she was like, um, we should do this. 
And, um, you know, she was kind of looking for a different avenue um, career wise. And, um, you know, I was leaving teaching because I wanted to, I needed to take miles to um, all of these different, you know, therapies and things like that. And I just needed to hone in on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially when she said it, you know, I was like, that sounds amazing. Yes, let's do it. Um, and then I was like, wait a second. How, how am I going to do that? I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. You know? And then after some more thought um, and talking with my husband at the time, I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. I, but I have to make sure that I put it out there that he's, he needs to come first. You know, I left a job with two degrees, one that I loved um, basically to, you know, get, make him better. And I, I just need to make sure that the, my heart is there first. Mm-hmm. So with that on the table, we moved forward with the district. <laughs> um, it was good timing. How did you come up with the, the district? What, where did that come from? Um, we both came up with like a list of like, I don't know, maybe five names or something. And then we each like narrowed it down, narrowed it down. And then meaning narrowed it down on our own. And then we came to the table with one name and over margaritas at the local restaurant in Rootstown, we decided on the district. Um, we both brought one to the table and that was just one that we were like, we wanted, um, customers and we, we would do this and be like, where'd you get that cute top? I got it at the district. Like it kind of just like flowed off like so easy and it was memorable and it kind of had some ties like to the fashion district. And so it was born. (laughs) I love that. I think naming stuff is always the hardest for me. (laughs) Yes. It, it, It was hard. It was hard. Um, I think she, um, I went, I don't know if it was Lexington and Maine, but there was another one. There was one that she brought to the table too. And we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, a few margaritas in back and forth, but we, um, obviously ended up with the district. I love that. And it sounds like you guys were on a very similar life path and it's kind of ironic, you know, having your kid, your sons so close together, what you said within a day or so. And then you say both said ex-husbands, meaning that in that interim somewhere, you've both gotten divorced. Um, so how, how did, did that play in a part as far as you've got your built-in support network, your best friends, both going through a lot of the similar things in life? Was that, mm-hmm. how did that feel? Um, Jen's like my right hand. I don't know, in life and in business. And I feel like um, we lived in the same allotment in green while we were both married. Uh, um, We would just walk to each other's houses. The kids, her three and my two think that they're cousins. Mm -hmm. That's what they think. Um, We get together with the kids because we have them on the same weekends and we don't have them on the same weekends um, often. And we go on vacations together. We did it when we were married. We still do it now that we're not. Um, you know, we just compliment each other. Outside of the store, I think, you know, so many things I love about her that aren't the same as me, but like I, I appreciate them. I appreciate that she is 
loyal 100%. She will always be loyal to you. Um, there's just so many things that I love about our friendship. Um, and with the business, it's like you, you go in and people are like, don't go in business with your friend, let alone your best friend. Don't do it. Um, and of course, there's been things that we might not see eye to eye on. I mean, how, we've how, been do, you, how do you handle that conflict? Um, communicate um, and communicate some more. And at the end of the day, we both have acknowledged what her strengths are, mm-hmm. what mine are, what our weaknesses are. And to be honest, I, if I know it's a weakness of mine, I'll just be like, I trust you, you decide. It might not be the decision I would have made, but I know at the end of the day, we both make decisions for the store and the mindset that we want it to be better, good. You know, like it's, it. we're, all, we're both doing things that we want the store to succeed. Um, so sometimes we're both a little bit, I, I know I'm definitely have OCT, but like, it's like, um, we want our hand on it, you know, I want to say controlling, but like, um, in a way a little bit. And so to give that up was a process for both of us, I think, but, um, over the years, we've both acknowledged, you know, you're just better at that. Do it. You know, you just do it. So, um, we, we, I love that because we talk about communication, compromise, and empathy as needing in every relationship. You just, you just describe that perfectly. You guys communicate, 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 and then you compromise. The compromise is, you know, what each other's strengths and weaknesses are, and you defer to that and make that decision. And that's the empathy piece too. You understand the other person and where they're coming from. So I applaud you in that. Some people just don't get that. And that's an important, whether it's with friends or with your business partner, and that's for you, it's all wrapped up in one. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's definitely challenging at times. I'm sure she would say the same, but, um, I, we both know where our hearts are, you know, and it's, it's for each other and it's for the store. So, um, I couldn't have done it with anybody else. I, I always say, I hope she says the same because she could have <laughs> asked any other friend, but, um, I, I, I'm so glad she did. I think the timing, timing in life to me, speaks volumes. And I think this, the timing of the store was just, it couldn't have been more perfect because if it hadn't been for me leaving already, I wouldn't have left for the store. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't have done it. Tell us about some of your strengths that you're talking about. What are like your superpowers that you feel like you could help another woman in business? Um, I think that I am extremely persistent and slash determined. So if something isn't going the way that I want it to, or I think it should, it's just not like a no and then move on to plan B. It's just not how I work. It's like, well, there's another way around to get that plan A to happen. Um, And I love that because I feel like my personality is a bit feisty in the sense that I'm just like it. I'll just keep poking until like someone's going to listen. And I think that kind of helps with um, finding the location for the store. Um, because um, it's perfect. It's, it's the perfect location for us. Um, I also feel like I am meticulous. 
um, borderline kind of like a perfectionist and in some ways that might not be a great thing but like for the store like the physical part of the store I think that's a good thing um I'm a people person so I love to talk to people I think those connections are are important they keep customers coming back um um so just off the top of my head those are a couple of things well, those are great and i i love though that you recognize and, and that incorporates goes back to what we talked about in the beginning when you're doing your tiktok videos and and i was going to say when you're approachable relatable and real um people will come back and then you just built that even further when they come into your sh to your store which i love by the way lauren and i are both wearing sweaters from the district um, but people will come back when you, again, it's relational when you, when you know, and, and you can walk in, you know, it's like cheers, but for a fashion place, you know, you're walking in and you're getting cute stuff and, and it's re really reasonably priced for a boutique and you are knowing the owners and they're there and they're talking to you and they know your name and they know your style. So that's like the, the perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally feel like when you walk in there, it's definitely, you know, not like just in a department store. It's like, it's a whole vibe. Like when I went in there, I think I had about like 20 things in the dressing room with me. Cause it's just like, you feel beautiful and feminine. It's like, Oh, I'm going to grab it all. Yeah. Well, we're so glad to hear that Jen and I handpick everything in the store. Um, and I think, um, our styles have kind of almost either went the other way, like when, initially it would be like, she was more feminine and I kind of pick what would be maybe more casual masculine, maybe to, to a degree, but, um, we've kind of swapped a little bit, which is funny, but going to market and choosing things, you know, it's, it's so flattering. And I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around, like I choose stuff and people like that because I come from like, not really, I, you know, I didn't go to school for fashion. Um, I was a tomboy. Um, I kind of have a little bit that in me that still, um, and I don't have a business background. And so when the store succeeds and it has been for seven years, it's like, I don't know. I kind of surprised myself. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something to be proud of. Congratulations on seven years. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to explain that that was a, a, a milestone to have seven years, especially coming through a pandemic. Yes. Well, and Jen, like, you know, she is persistent too. So put both of us together. And to be honest, it's kind of silly, but I say we can do anything. We can start another business. We can do that together because it's not silly. People need to have that self-talk. That's important. We can. Yeah. This. yeah. Um, because I just feel like whatever problem comes up and there have been many um, COVID obviously most recently, but it wasn't really ever that we thought that we couldn't get through it. It's just how, how are we going to do this? Love that. You know, let's bounce back. Everything is about bounce back. I think with Jen and I, it's like, what do you think about this? Like, let's chat about that. And our lunches they're I mean, yes, they're personal, but a lot of it is about the store. You know, what do you think about this? What, what's happening here? You know, just um, having that meeting is, um, is so good for us and, and, and for the store. Has it, has the store, has the district gotten in the way though, when we talked about you focusing, honing in on miles, 
and making sure you're there and leaving the other job. Has that been a conflict at all or did it work out since you had a partner? Mm -hmm. Well, um, when we initially um, opened the store, you know, going through the design phases and all that goes in before you actually open your doors, um, you know, it was a balancing act, but I was able to, um, you know, do all the meetings and still they were just, you know, Jen was always very um, cognizant of, of, of that. Plus she had her, her, you know, starting her own family and we just worked around, you know, appointments or sitters or, you know, whatever it was, but I always felt like I was still able to take miles to wherever he needed to go, um, or be home with him in a time that I still had like mental energy and it, it was good. Um, the growth that he has had, um, is remarkable to me to go to, um, just not speaking to having spontaneous speech, um, you know, and I, I could, I don't think it would have happened unless I, you know, was home. So it was a balance, but we made it work, which is what I always do. And it gave you the flexibility, owning your own business, planning your own business, did have that flexibility to come and definitely to, so that instead of that structured, you have to be there six 30 or whatever to, yes, definitely. And I, you know, if somebody is sick or, you know, Jen and I are always really good about picking up for the other, you know, like, one of the kids are sick, I got to go in or, you know, vice versa. We always are aware and there for each other. When we did open, you know, the store, yes, we worked every shift, just Jen and I, we had no employees. And that probably, at least for me, was the most challenging to try to balance. Um, At that point, I had already had um, a lot, like nine months or something of, um, getting miles into therapy and things like that. Um, so we were very, very lucky and blessed at the beginning after we were able to hire some, some girls to have really good ones, um, ones that we could trust and count on. Um, and that made all the difference in the world when you can have people at the store that, that you feel good about representing you and the business. And, um, you don't have to worry about what's happening. I mean, it means so much. It's hard to find. It's amazing to hear. I mean, we could do a whole podcast, I'm sure, on um, your journey with Miles and and kind of like almost like a how-to to get through because you've done it and you've done it successfully and what you needed to do. But um, it's always amazing to me as a therapist, as somebody who interviews people with Lauren, the people that have to overcome the most, you know, even hearing Jen's story and, and hearing your story, Marcy, um, it's like, the people that have the most to overcome seem to have the best successes. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's like, okay, I had, I have to get through this and I have to get through this and I've gotten through this and I've gotten through this. I'm gonna, like you said, that tenacity, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Well, um, it's just interesting to see that over and over again. Yeah. I, um, you know, when miles was diagnosed not to go back, but, um, it was never like the day that, and it's different for everybody. It's not a judgment, but for me, that day was not sad. That day was not sad at all. That day was about opening doors of opportunity for him because without that diagnosis, he wouldn't be able to have, um, you know, things available to him. He needed that. Um, and it didn't make him less. It just made him different. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, I just, I couldn't be more proud of that kid. I just but, couldn't. I love so. that. Again, it's advocacy. You be yeah. the biggest advocate, yeah. his biggest cheerleader. Um, can I ask how your ex-husband, is he a big support as well for Miles? Has that been a cohesive thing? Definitely. Yes. Um, the one thing that I think we always did best was parent. I felt like we communicated all the time about him or the, or both the kids. And, um, we both along the journey, especially from miles were, um, there present advocating, um, you know, if one wasn't doing something, the other one was, it was like a tag team effort. Um, so for that, I'm grateful that we've always kind of been on the same page. Um, especially with miles, it, it was a difficult one, I think beginning. Um, but we are definitely both proud of where he is now. And that's good to have that support from, from for, the sure. for the sake of the, your children, both, not just miles. Um, yeah. So do you want to put in here, did, did the business get in the way of the marriage? Did the marriage get in the way of the business? I mean, sort of as a, an overview of how, because that's an important piece too, how, how you got to where you were both being single. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, looking back, um, being a teacher and then being a business owner, probably brought out different sides of me. Um, and, you know, over time, yes, I guess everybody kind of does change. Um, and the one thing I said before that him and I always agreed at was communicate. But I think looking back, we, we communicated all the time, but it was about the kids. It really wasn't about each other. And Anybody that knows me or has talked to me um, post-divorce knows that I have done a ton of self-reflecting about my role in what happened. Um, And, you know, two years later, I feel like I can see where um, I didn't nurture the marriage. Um, I didn't put us first. And I guess, you know, it's hard because you, you have children and you want to put them first mm-hmm. and then you have quote unquote, not typical children. And you definitely want to put them first, but, um, at the end of every day, I feel like you gotta, you gotta come together and, um, show each other how much you mean to each other almost daily, really. And I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, so I love that. I love that you're, I mean, I was going to ask you what part you owned. Not, we don't have to go into what part he needs to own. That's on him and late in the past. But I love that you just went right into that. And exactly what I talked to couples in counseling, even prior to divorce is how do we get back on the same page? How do we nurture? How does, and I always say, you know, for me, God, spouse, children, because you have to nurture that because then you have nothing left to talk about. And you just exactly explain that. So mm-hmm. um, I appreciate that that you did your own soul searching and your own growth and what did I contribute? And that's an important piece because it is easy to point fingers, isn't it? You know, in that yeah. moment. Right. Well, I, you know, and I'm, I'm a work in progress for sure, because I feel like 
Um, I, I, I never wanted it to happen. <laughs> I, I would still tell you I didn't. I, um, and, um, you know, there's parts of your old life you wish you could have back, but um, it's happened. And so just trying to put one foot in front of the other. Some days um, after, I think, were extremely challenging. <laughs> but yeah. Well, and again, you're role modeling for your children that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when hard things happen, we, like you just said, we have to pick up and keep putting one foot in front of the other. And sometimes when you're a single mom or you're or a mom going through divorce, you do those things and sometimes, and it's okay. We do it for the kids. It doesn't matter what the reason it gets us through. And sometimes mm -hmm. the kids become the reason that we get through in that moment until we do that soul searching mm -hmm. and that exploration. Right. And I feel like, um, you know, looking back, the feeling I got was one day I woke up and life was different. Like one day I woke up and his mind changed or like, and I had it in my head initially, like anybody could wake up and change their mind. Um, and that's just kind of how it felt, like how it, felt to me that it happened. Um, but then, you know, as time goes on, I started, you know, thinking and looking back and, you know, it wasn't just one day. It's just something that happened over the course of our 12 year marriage that I, I think I, there were things that I just didn't see, notice, pay attention to, um, between miles and then the business, you know, those aren't excuses, but that was just life. That just what happened. You know, he was a huge supporter of the store. Um, he had, he helped a ton, um, you know, at the beginning. Um, so I do know that, um, it is hard to come to terms with not seeing your kids. Um, I don't think that will ever change it's hard for me to say like, oh, my new life is, um, I'm happier and I'm better. I don't know if I could ever really say that because, um, it's just hard to like split Christmas and split Thanksgiving and things like that. I will say that there are a ton of things that happened after my divorce that I've learned about myself that I would never have mm -hmm. if it hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and honestly, and honestly, um, and I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're dating anyone or anything. I don't know where you're at at that. But when you've had the insight and the growth that we've talked about, Lauren and I talk about this all the time, you can have an even better relationship down the road because you've done the work, because you've gained that insight, because you've done all these things and recognize where you're at and what you've been through and what you contributed so that, you know, a lot of people go through marriage and sometimes they stick together and don't ever gain that insight. And it's never better. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it, you want to have the best uh, relational stuff that you can. And so by learning this stuff, and yeah. So I guess, are you, are you dating anybody or is that off the table right now? Um, you know, it's a, it's a complicated situation. <laughs> you know what? Can I tell you something? Your partner and best friend, Jen says the same thing. <laughs> she did. She said it's complicated. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I choose to spend my time with someone um, that was there when, um, you know, kind of right at right after like the falling out was happening. 
and um, it's a, a unique intertwined um, circle in a way, but um, I, th I think that I'm just, I'm trying to um, figure, figure some things out. Um, what I want, what that looks like. I own my own house now on over an acre in green, um, just taking care of the day-to-day -day of my, my house, the property. I have a golden retriever, um, the business, two kids, um, you know, uh, I, it's hard for me to like invest a hundred percent of myself into someone or something because of yes, all of that happening. And because like, I just don't, I'm not really ready. I that's think so, that's that. so important. And, and again, Lauren, mm -hmm. you know, you were divorced how many years before you finally even got into this serious relationship? I think it was almost five. Yeah. I forget because I kind of forget how long I've been divorced. But she, you know, really worked on self and it's so important. And again, our listeners, yes, this, there's some great stuff about how to start a business and what to look for and how to find a partner that's going to be working really well with you. But also, again, everything that we experience brings knowledge to us and then to impart that to others. Take time for yourself. Priority. Yeah, that was probably my favorite, my biggest tip that I would tell people after my whole journey is I was most proud of that because I had never been able to be singles. Like I dated from 15 until I got divorced pretty much. So being able to be alone and even go and sit at Starbucks alone and just have a coffee. Cause before I would have like never been able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I know, um, with Jen, you know, circumstances are, are different with her and I, um, but we did go through it around the same time within a year of each other and having her, you know, you know, I would just be like, I'm in the parking lot. I can't get out of my car. Like it just was like some of those moments, like she'd be in the store and I'm like, I just, I can't, it was very, very difficult to function. Um, but I, I talked to pastor Mike at the chapel where I attend and like, he just always says, life is about pits and you go in and out of them all the time. When you come out of it, you don't say been there, done that and leave it at that. It's been there, done that different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having that third part there, like be different, like do it differently. Um, I kind of never wanted this second life, but it's going to take me time. Cause I feel like I just like baby steps, but I want to be different. I want to acknowledge like what, what I do with my time. Um, and, you know, maybe in another relationship, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the same because I can see where I would have chose to be different if I had another chance, you know, in the past. So, um, but I guess things have just happened for a reason. I'm still kind of figuring that out. But I will say I'm listening to um, an, a book on Audible um, that has honestly like changed so many things about how I think about like my like daily rituals. All right, give and us a plug. What's the, what's the book? It's called, I don't even want to say the whole, I can't say the whole title because there's an expletive. Um, but 
It's called, it's by Tara Schuster. And it's called um, Buy Yourself the Expletive Lilies. (laughs) It's so good though. I am almost done listening to, I think it's like 10 hours of it. I will go back as soon as it's done and listen to it again. Because I normally listen to it in the car um, when I don't have my kids. Um, And um, I can't really take notes. I'm trying to take mental notes, you know. Um, When you're driving. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's so good, though. I have told so many people about this book. I love books. I'll have to check it out. I will definitely. And again, you know, especially the Audible, because you're you're hearing it so you can absorb it and take notes. Um, Cause Lauren listened to podcasts after she got divorced. That was one of her thing. The catalyst to growth and change was listening to podcasts. And again, podcasts, books. I mean, that was then, what got me through. If there was a day of tears, it was like headphones in what's going to help me here. Yeah. Yes. And so again, here our listeners hearing there are ways to cope that are healthy. You know, you could go and drink a bottle of wine and maybe once in a while you did that. I don't know, but um, because we do and, or go with your girlfriends, but also, okay, let's look at healthy things to help me grow. And I think that's wonderful to, to share that part too. Um, So I guess what is, what is the next five years look for you for your, in your business life? And maybe, I mean, you're staying, you're still soul searching. So you're not really sure what that might be, but maybe some goals for your business and goals for self as a, as a, you know, ending cap on this. Yeah. Um, Jen and I, uh, I'm like always looking for like, what else can we do? <laughs> um, because I think her and I have kind of, um, had a couple ideas we've thrown around that have nothing to do with the district, um, that we feel like maybe, um, green or somewhere close what we would love green but could have and it would be great here um we looked in the past for maybe a second location of the district but we just don't feel like with having the website now that it just probably isn't like the next step Mm -hmm. um her and I talked about kind of um expanding the district a little bit um with potential young girls, teen, you know, maybe, maybe going that, that route. Um, because we feel like maybe there's, um, there's a market for that. Um, that's an in-between size. I always feel like it's hard to find shopping wise because we have a 12 year old girl and a nine year old girl in the house. It's so hard to find clothes for them. Yes. We, and like justice clothes and, you know, there's definitely uh, a route there maybe. So um, it's kind of hard. I will we'll say this with like the fluctuation of how the girls, you know, it's kind of like um, we're always hiring and it's not because they don't want to stay. It's just because they're leaving to go back to school or, you know, they got, you know, like a job, a big girl job or, you know, a, a job in their, in the area that they went to school for. Um, so that's where it's a little bit challenging because we can't just like leave the store really, because it's, you know, that, that rotating door with employees is just kind of, you know, happening, um, just due to the nature of it. But I think, that, you know, Jen and I both have interests to have a second income somehow, like have the store running, 
you know, put our time and energy into the store, maybe half of our days or half of our weeks, and then do it somewhere else. I know whether it's together or not together, we both have interests that we would like to pursue. Um, so I think that's, we would probably pursue something, like I said, either together or separately in addition to the store. So continuing to love that. Keep evolving. Yeah. So yeah. I got to ask, since, you know, again, this is ever changing with the pandemic and you mentioned your website, do you do a lot more online business now, um, ordering and online type stuff and that isn't as much brick and mortar stuff? I mean, is it 50-50? What do you think now where you're at? Because, I mean, it is fun to go into a boutique and it's so beautiful and it's so frou-frou in some ways and so much fun. Yeah. And the colors and the way the, the walls are just so beautifully decorated. And Thank you. I guess it's yeah. merchandised, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely not 50, 50. I mean, we, we see traffic on the website, but I mean, it's, you know, maybe 70, 30, uh, it's, it, it's still getting traction. Um, people still want that experience in the store. A lot of people, you know, are a little bit hesitant with, um, buying online and not trying on. And, um, so it's, a great avenue for us. We didn't have a website pre-COVID. Um, COVID actually just forced us to do it. We've been meaning to do it and just never, never did. Um, so um, it's great to have. It's beneficial. It's another avenue, you know, for sales. Um, but it's people still want to come into the store, which we're thankful for. Well, again, that that boutique experience is different than a department store experience. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what advice would you give someone thinking about starting a business? Not necessarily. It has to be, you know, I mean, you even went into a business that you didn't have any background in, but you had your smarts and you had your friend and you had a partnership. Um, but what advice would you give our listeners if they're thinking about something? And not I think um, I would say that if it's something that you think like, you know, deep down, you have this feeling that it's going to work, it's going to be successful. Um, go do it with a hundred percent, 110% of you, even when you don't have 110% of you to give, because if, if you don't give that, um, I just don't think it's going to happen. It's going to work. It's going to be what you want it to be. Um, when you hear no, it doesn't mean no. <laughs> it means try again and go down that same road again, just maybe at a different angle. Um, because I feel like you're going to hear lots of no's when you're trying to start. But um, it just means, you know, just keep trying. Um, I would say have somebody have some support system. I guess maybe I, I don't know if you need it. But for me, the store wouldn't be the store without Jen. I, I just like, it would be hard for me to say I couldn't do it because I would, it's hard for me to say that. Um, but it wouldn't be the district. It wouldn't be anywhere near as accessible as it is without Jen. Um, and without each other, just, it wouldn't be, we handpick everything We're I mean, everything has our hands on it. Um, so having somebody is so nice to bounce back, 
how give support, whatever your weaknesses are, it's there's, you know, hopefully you have someone that it's their strength. Um, and just, you know, be passionate about it, go for it, you know, be confident in something that you have no idea what you're doing. Because, you know, there's like, you talk um, about things, I'm just like, I don't, I, I, people want us to, you know, we, we spoke at the airport a couple um, months ago. And it's always like, I get nervous, because it's like business isn't like something I feel like I know a lot about. And I'm like, but wait, I have a business, we have a business that it's been seven years right. through a pandemic, you know, it's I think not, maybe we're not, doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's negative self-talk that goes yes. in. And, and again, it is, people are deferring to you and your success. People are deferring to the fact that you have this business and, and what you bring, bring to the community of green and the, and the surrounding area, because we all drive in our cars to go peruse what you have. Right. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. Cause John and I met with Lauren, I don't know, it was a couple, couple months ago, maybe, but, um, you know, she mentioned like, you know, even just doing like the styling TikTok with the denim jacket for me, it's like, I didn't think I really did anything like that, that extravagant or that, or that, um, thinking outside of the box, but she, you know, was just pointing out that not everybody sees it, sees a piece of clothing and knows how to wear it. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm just like, I'm not really providing anything. I'm not really doing anything. And I'm like in my head, like, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not really providing anything. And it's just like, well, wait a second. Maybe I am, you yeah, know, definitely. <laughs> we don't. That's why I said, like, I saw the value in what you did. And yeah, when you're on the inside of it, sometimes you don't see how that little tip can really help someone that has no idea how to put something together. Yes. So I guess my advice would be be confident, even when you don't feel like you can be like reach down and, and think about all the good things. It's like this book I'm listening to, like write down like the good things, right? Write them down, like acknowledge them to yourself. I'm a huge person about just acknowledge, acknowledge that I said something, acknowledge that I did it, you know, um, to myself. I don't do that a lot. I'll do it for everyone else. But for me, it's like, I'm not going to acknowledge something good about myself. I don't really know why. I just, it's just not something I typically do, but I'm trying to do better. We're talking that's arrogant. No, it's confident. There's a line between confidence and arrogance and the confidence is building ourselves up. It's not arrogant to tell yourself you're doing something well, you know, changing that, that paradigm, you know, shift to. You're definitely doing something right. Cause seven years in business is amazing. Absolutely. Oh. Thank you. I, we're so proud. <laughs> well, you should be as well. You should be. It's fun. And again, I'm a little bit older than y'all, but I, I, I can go in there and find beautiful things that, that work for me, you know, as the next generation over you guys. And I'm so thankful to have a boutique that to, to go and do that um, with such beautiful people that work there and, and make us feel welcome. So we, well, thank want, you. we want to thank you, Marcy. And we think you and Jen are amazing cheeky girl bosses. And we- <laughs> thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it very much. I'm so glad to talk with you ladies. And we love that you shared some of your personal stuff too, because that really is part of who you are and where you're at and where you're going. Um, yes. And embracing that, you know, it's, we learn from everything we go through and you just gave such a great testimony to that. So thank you very much for, for being on our podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. When it gives somebody hope too, that, you know, 
when those bumps in the road happen, you can still go after the life that you want. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Even if it wasn't the life that I thought it would be. Right. Moving with what comes. Um, yeah. so you hold on for a minute. Um, we are going to, to uh, say goodbye to our listeners. So as always, listeners, stay cheeky.